listening to the Weekly Discourse on the Man of God Network, featuring a weekly lecture from the classroom of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Now, I want to discuss these resolutions from the standpoint, first of all, of what I call foundational concerns. There are a number of these within the resolutions that seem to be foundational to his whole enterprise, to his concept of religion, to his concept of what the Christian faith is and what genuine Christian experience is. What is the foundation by which we discuss those things and by which we draw conclusions about them? The first foundational concern is authority and motivation. By what authority should we develop resolutions as to how we will serve and worship God? And then what is the motivation. So the uh, authority and motivation is first. And then the second foundational concern is we define our spheres what in particular should we be concerned about? How does, how does Scripture define the things that should occupy our attention, that should occupy our, our energy? The, the S-P-H-E-R-E-S, the spheres of concern. All right, up under authority and motivation... Uh, The first thing that becomes prominent as Edwards talks about these things is the glory of God as mentioned in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Edwards saw this this reality as sort of the the final reality, that, that thing that is dominating that thing that should occupy all of our attention, the thing to which we should submit all of our thoughts and all of our actions. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, We see this, for example, in resolution number four. Resolve never to do any manner of thing, whether in soul or body, less or more, but what tends to the glory of God, nor be, nor suffer it, if I can avoid it. And then number number 23, another example. Resolved frequently to take some deliberate action which seems most likely to be done for the glory of God and trace it back to the original intention, designs, and ends of it. And if I find it not to be for God's glory, to repute it as a breach of the fourth resolution. 
So very, very intentional examination of actions, of thoughts, of things he intends to do and just examine it. Now, why am I doing this? And as much as he can to be very honest about every aspect of it. And if in the end he finds out it is not really to the glory of God, then he will not do it, avoid it. So that's the first <coughs> authority and motivation. The second, a realization of the necessity of God's provision of grace. Realization of the necessity of God's provision of grace. <clears throat> now, this is in his diary, uh, where he's talking about his, his resolutions. And uh, so I, I, don't, I didn't list a particular resolution that deals with that, although there certainly may be one. But he, in his diary, he talks about how he had too much confidence in his own ability to accomplish his resolutions, and he found himself failing miserably in them. And so he realized that though he would make a resolution, the execution of it was something that he should do. If it were really something that was a duty of his based upon Scripture, he should do it. But any successful doing of it would only come from the grace of God. He must develop a deeper sense of dependence on God. A third aspect of authority and motivation is a <clears throat> contemplation on Scripture. That all of these resolutions must arise out of having a thorough knowledge of Scripture and a contemplation on Scripture. Number 28 says, <clears throat> resolved to study the Scripture so steadily, constantly, and frequently as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. I may plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. So the contemplation on Scripture. A fourth area of authority and motivation is that no progress will be made in holiness without contemplation without making specific resolutions, and without immediate application. For example, number 33. Resolved always to do what I can towards making, maintaining, establishing, and preserving peace when it can be without overbalancing detriment in every respect. And so the, the idea of uh, having specific resolutions, this is one about peace. And so he sees peace as something that's good. Blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, those the, the things that are sown in peace uh, issue a harvest of righteousness. And so he makes a resolution about, about peace. Of course, number, number 28, as we've already looked at, to study the scriptures so steadily, constantly, and frequently as I may find plainly to perceive myself, to grow in knowledge of <clears throat> the same. Number 30, resolve to strive to my utmost every week to be brought higher in religion and to a higher exercise of grace than I was the week before. Uh, so there's, <clears throat> there's no progress will be made in holiness without contemplation, without specific resolution, and without immediate application. Uh, a fifth aspect of authority and motivation 
Uh, no <coughs> progress can be made without whole-souled, energetic involvement. Uh, <clears throat> number six. Resolve to live with all my might while I do live. Number 56. Resolve never to give over, nor in the least to slacken my fight with my corruptions, however unsuccessful I may be. Number 61, resolve that I will not give way to that listlessness which I find unbends and relaxes my mind from being fully and fixedly set on religion, whatever cause I may have for it, that what my listlessness inclines me to do is best, that, that is, that the motivation that what my listlessness inclines me to do is best to be done, that he has to fight against that. Number 63, <clears throat> on the supposition that there never was to be but one individual in the world at any one time who was properly a complete Christian in all respects of a right stamp, having Christianity always shining in its true luster and appearing excellent and lovely from whatever part and under, un, under whatever character reviewed, viewed, resolved to act just as I would do if I strove with all my might to be that one who should live in my time. So, uh, without a whole-souled, energetic, determined involvement, no progress will be made, either in sanctification or in the keeping of the resolutions. <clears throat> now, under spheres of concern, that's a foundational issue, one of the things that is always a concern is very prominent in Edwards uh, dealing with these issues was present spirituality and assurance. Present spirituality and assurance. That is, <clears throat> to live now to the glory of God based upon the first uh, aspect of motivation. Number 25. Resolve to examine carefully and constantly what that one thing in me is which causes me in the least to doubt of the love of God and to direct all my forces against it. Number 26. Resolve to cast away such things as I find do abate my assurance. Uh, number... Uh, 45, resolve never to allow any pleasure or grief, joy or sorrow, nor any affection at all, nor any degree of affection, nor any circumstance relating to it, but what helps religion. Number 48, resolve constantly <clears throat> with the utmost niceness and diligence and the strictest scrutiny to be looking into the state of my soul that I may know whether I truly have an interest in Christ or no. That when I come to die, I may not have any negligence respecting this to repent of. So that was uh, 
a sphere of concern, present spirituality and assurance. Another sphere of concern is the future condition to live eternally in the presence of God. Uh, number 17. <clears throat> Resolve that I will live so as I shall wish I had done when I come to die. Number 18. Resolved to live so at all times as I think is best in my devout frames and when I have clearest notions of things of the gospel and another world. So those highest moments when you perceive things clearly, the most clear, when you have the greatest resolution to live for the glory of God, to seek to live all times in that, in that frame of mind. <clears throat> Number seven, resolve never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. <clears throat> Number 50. Resolved, I will act so as I think I shall judge would have been best and most prudent when I come into the future world. All right, so all of those are concerning his future condition to live eternally in the presence of God and to live even now as, as if, in fact, we are in the presence of God. And a third sphere of concern is to secure the uh, effectiveness of these resolutions by taking an immediate and a weekly account. And he, he does this in his diary. He talks on several occasions how, like, I went back over my resolutions, especially number so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and found that I had fallen short uh, and will... <clears throat> must make a new resolution to do such and such to, and to create for myself means of keeping these resolutions. And then in number uh, 60, here in the resolutions, resolved whenever my feelings begin to appear in the least out of order, when I am conscious of the least uneasiness within or at the least irregularity without, I will then examine, I will then subject myself to the strictest examination. All right, those are uh, foundational concerns and spheres of concern. Now, now sources from which resolutions uh, are, are developed. <clears throat> My E's and my O's begin to look all alike. One source from which he developed resolutions <clears throat> is a, a close examination of his personal conduct 
built on observations from Scripture. It's an examination of personal conduct built on observations from Scripture. Uh, for example, the first, the first seven resolutions <clears throat> are built on that. Um, resolve that I'll do whatever I think to be most to God's glory. In fact, I should put that one up there at the top, the glory of God. I don't know why I hadn't got that one listed up there. I need to do that later. <clears throat> to do whatever I think to be most to the glory of God and for my own good, profit, and pleasure in the whole of my duration without any consideration of the time, whether now or never so many myriads of ages hence, resolve to do whatever I think to be my duty and most for the good and advantage of mankind in general, resolve to do this whatever difficulties I meet with and how many and how great soever. Number two, resolve to be continually endeavoring to find out some new invention and contrivance to promote the forementioned things. Three, resolved if ever I shall fall and grow dull so as to neglect to keep my part of these resolutions, to repent of all I can remember and when I come to myself again. Four, resolved never to do any manner of thing, whether in soul or body, less or more, but what tends to the glory of God, nor be nor suffer it if I can avoid it. Resolved, number five, never to lose one moment of time but improve it most, the most profitable way I can, and so forth. So all of these have to do with personal conduct built on observations from Scripture. Number 13, <coughs> uh, resolve to be endeavoring to find out fit objects of charity and liberality. Uh, number 17, resolve that I will live so as I shall wish I had done when I come uh, to die. Uh, number uh, 20, resolve to maintain the strictest temperance in eating and drinking. And then there are, <clears throat> oh, myriads of others that are built upon that very, that very principle. For example, number uh, 57, resolve when I fear misfortunes and adversities to examine whether I've done my duty and resolve to do it and let it be just as providence orders it, I will, as far as I can, be concerned about nothing but my duty and my sin. Number 58, resolve not only to refrain from an air of dislike, fretfulness, and anger in conversation, but to exhibit an air of love, cheerfulness, and benignity. Number 61, resolve that I will not give, oh, I've already read that one to you, but that's the same. It's, it's built on this idea of how he observes his personal conduct. He compares it with scripture and then he makes a resolution to, to uh, conform his conduct to these aspects of, of scripture. <clears throat> Another uh, source from which the resolutions are developed are an improvement on the experiences of others, either real or speculated. As he looks at others, sees what they did, what, how they failed, how they succeeded, to make a resolution built upon his observation of what they have done. Number eight, resolve to act in all respects, both speaking and doing, 
as if nobody had been so vile as I, and as if I had committed the same sins or had the same infirmities or failings of others, and that I will let the knowledge of their failings promote nothing but shame in myself and prove only an occasion of my confessing my sins and misery to God. Number 21, resolve never to do anything which I, if I should see in another, I should count a just occasion to despise him for or to think any way the more meanly of him. Number 52, I frequently hear persons in old age say how they wish they would live if they were to live their lives over again. Amen. Resolve that I will live just so as I can think I shall wish I had done, supposing I live to old age. Resolve always to do that which I shall wish I had done when I see others do it. So, improvement on the experiences of, of others, whether they're real or speculated. Uh, improvement on personal experience. Resolved. <clears throat> when I feel pain to think of the pains of martyrdom and of hell. Number 46. Resolve never to allow the least measure of any fretting, uneasiness at my father or mother. Resolve to suffer no effects of it, so much as in the least alteration of speech or motion of my eye and to be especially careful of it with respect to any of our family. I think this one probably was made after he had come back from Bolton and he was sick and was having to live at the house for a while. Um, and he found himself agitated, irritated. He recognized that he would roll his eyes sometimes, something like that. So he had to make a resolution. He observed these things in himself. He would speak in an agitated voice. He would get, maybe with his brilliant wit, he could be sarcastic without their even knowing it. And, uh, but he knew it himself. <clears throat> so that's an, that's an interesting resolution. Number 64. Resolve when I find those groanings which cannot be uttered, of which the apostle speaks, and those breakings of soul for the longing it hath, of which the psalmist speaks, then I will promote them to the utmost of my power, and that I will not be weary of earnestly endeavoring to vent my desires, nor the repetitions of such earnestness. I have one more here. Resolved to confess frankly to myself all that which I find in myself, either infirmity or sin, and if it be what concerns religion, also to confess the whole case to God and implore needed help.
All right, so we've looked at personal conduct built on observations from Scripture, improvement of the experiences of others, improvement on personal experience. Uh, fourth source is contemplation and understanding of, of truth. This is, of course, something that was constantly at work in Edwards, but just a couple of examples. <clears throat> Resolve. When I think of any theorem in divinity to be solved, immediately to do what I can towards solving it if circumstances don't hinder. Uh, you can tell that he, he does that. Uh, he doesn't want anything to remain unsolved. And number 28, which we've already looked at a couple of times, resolve to study the scripture so steadily, constantly, and frequently as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. And then in his diary, he talks about several occasions where he ran across, oh, difficult things in the reading of Scripture and how he set himself to understand that and how he studied it. And, um, that was a part of the, of the background of all of his miscellanies as he would run across a problem and he began to think about it and he would try to sort it out, whether it was philosophical or whether it was a scriptural interpretation. Uh, the miscellaneous were the place where he, he began his ruminations about it. <clears throat> and then another source is investigation of personal spiritual condition uh, and, and motives. <clears throat> Resolve to examine carefully and constantly what that one thing in me is which causes me in the least to doubt of the love of God and then to direct all my forces against it. Resolve never willfully to omit anything except the omission be for the glory of God and frequently to examine my omissions. Resolve never to count that a prayer, nor to let that pass as a prayer, nor that as a petition of a prayer, which is so made that I cannot hope that God will answer it, nor that as a confession, which I cannot hope that God will accept. Resolve to inquire every night before I go to bed whether I have acted in the best way I possibly could with respect to eating and drinking. Resolve to ask myself at the end of every day, week, and month, and year wherein I could possibly in any respect have done better. Resolve frequently to renew the dedications of myself to God, which was made at my baptism, which I solemnly renewed when I was received into the communion of the church, in which I have solemnly remade this 12th day of January, 1722-23. <clears throat> and then the last uh, area of these sources is observations on life and 
of um, external things. Resolve to think much on all occasions of my own dying and of the common circumstances which attend death. And then in his personal narrative, he has many of these observations also. So this was the mind of Jonathan Edwards. It's set forth clearly in his resolution. Some of them appear to be perhaps uh, maybe youthful exuberance. Uh, he came to not doubt the validity of making resolutions, but perhaps he had too great a, uh, a confidence in his ability actually to discern the energy of his own mind, to discern the, the intentions of his own heart, uh, to have great confidence that if he simply stayed by these things that he would actually make the improvement that he anticipated. Uh, I think that probably he, he did make that kind of, of uh, personal advance in holiness and conformity to the mind of, of God, but he became also much more aware of how deeply sin was in him and how sin always kept him from keeping his highest resolves. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Discourse. If you've been blessed by this week's discourse, please consider subscribing to the Man of God Network so that you can continue to be blessed with resources like these. If you'd like to learn more about Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary, visit us at cbtseminary.org.